Ezra chapter number 8, verse number 1. If you found your place there, I would invite you to stand for the reading and reverence of God's Word. Ezra chapter number 8, verse number 1. We'll read down through verse number 14, God being my helper. And the Bible said, These are now the chief of their fathers, and this is the genealogy of them that went up with me from Babylon in the reign of Artaxerxes the king. Of the sons of Phinehas, Gershom, of the sons of Ithamar, Daniel, of the sons of David, Hattush, of the sons of uh, Shechaniah, of the sons of Pharaoh, Zechariah, and with them were reckoned by genealogy of the males, an hundred and fifty, of the sons of Pehath Moab, uh, Elihoneah, the son of Zariah, uh, and with him two hundred males. And of the sons of Shechaniah, the son of Jehaziel, with him three hundred males. Of the sons of Aden, Ebed, the son of Jonathan, and with him fifty males. And of the sons of Elam, uh, Jeshiah, the son of uh, Athaliah, and with him seventy males. And of the sons of Shephatiah, uh, Zebediah, the son of Michael, and with him fourscore males. And of the sons of Joab, Obadiah, the son of Jehiel, and with him two hundred and eighteen males. And of the sons of uh, Shalomith, the son of uh, Josephiah, uh, and with him a hundred and threescore males. And of the sons of Bebi, uh, Zechariah the son of Bebi, and with him twenty and eight males, and of the sons of Asgad, Johanan the son of Hakatan, and with him a hundred and ten males, and of the last sons of Adoniakim, those names are these, Eliph, Eli, Elit, and uh, J-E-J-E-I-L and Shemiah and with them three score males and of the sons of Bigveah, Uthai and Zabud and with them 70 males. We have concluded our read and thank God for it. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in the word of prayer. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious Heavenly Father, we love you so much. Lord, thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for your grace, your love, and your goodness. I pray for a little while this morning you would help us, Lord, as we gather around your word. You blessed in the Sunday school time. You blessed in the singing uh, and the playing, Lord. I pray for a little while this morning you would help us, Lord, as we gather around your word. I pray you would speak to our hearts as only you can. Lord, bring to remembrance the things which I've studied. I pray you'd be glorified in the service this morning. Morning. And God, work in our hearts as only you can. Lord, if there's one lost, I pray they won't leave that way. They'll trust you as Lord and Savior. We love you and we thank you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. You might be seated. We read here in Ezra chapter number 8, uh, verses 1 through 14, we found a bunch of names. You say, Brother Jacob, why did you read all them names? And I think I did all right on some of them. I think I slaughtered about three or four of them, but I'll, I'll be all right. Uh, but the, the, the regardless, we find this list of names. You say, Brother Jacob, why would we read those names? There's nothing important about names. It's not no, Those names don't mean anything to me. Well, uh, they may not be your names recorded, but I'm glad this morning that my name is recorded. Amen. Praise God. That's not the message, but I wanted to say it. And But before us, we find a list of them who went up with Ezra from Babylon. Look at verse 1. These are now the chief of their fathers, and this is the genealogy of them that went up with me from Babylon in the reign of Artaxerxes the king. This is a list of those who went up with Ezra from Babylon. And can I say this? This was a big day for those who were willing to leave the land of captivity. Now, you say, Brother Jacob, why would anybody want to leave the land of captivity? If you were a slave, it'd be a good day in your life to be set free. Yes. Amen. Amen. You say, well, they, uh, uh, the Babylonians were better to them than uh, than." Uh, uh, than the previous uh, administration. Well, that may be true. Artaxerxes may have been nicer, but I still would. Have, listen, well, you're a set free slave, but you can live on the plantation. 
I don't want to live on the plantation. I'm free. I want to go to my land, to my people. That's what God was doing here. They left. It was a big day for those who were willing to leave captivity. But I say that there was, as I point that out, that there were some willing to leave the land of captivity. There were some willing to stay in the land of captivity. It never made sense to me. But it was a big day for them. Can I say this? The same has been and will be true for those who are willing to get out of Babylon today. Amen. It was a big day for them to leave Babylon then, but it'll be a big day for you if you leave Babylon. Now you say, Brother Jacob, what was Babylon? A Babylon comes from the word Babel, and Babel, Babylon, both of them uh, uh, mean confusion. Can I tell you, there's a lot of people today living in a state and a land and a perpetual confusion. Can I tell you, uh, uh, you can live a life of clarity, you can live a life of peace, you can live a life of joy. Are y'all hearing me this morning? You don't have to live in Babylon. You don't have to live in the cesspools of sin. You don't have to yoke up with idolatry. You don't have to yoke up with a accepted uh, cultural views. You don't have to yoke up uh, with a a liberal uh, uh, teaching and preaching and politics. You can get out of the confusion if you'll just be willing to leave Babylon. I'm not going to leave Babylon. Babylon's all I've ever known. If you love Babylon, stay there. Uh, But for those of us who got a functioning brain, we know Babylon's not a good place. I'm going to preach on this thought this morning with God being my helper. Leaving Babylon. Leaving Babylon. I, I wish I could preach this message to the masses, but I'm preaching here to the Corner Baptist Church, and I pray somebody will hear what I'm trying to say. Uh, Babylon is illustrative of, of a life that is mired by sin. It's a life that's mired by straddling the fence. It's mired by a life of there's multiple gods and there's multiple ways. And uh, who's running my life? Is it the king of this world or the king of heaven? That is Babylon living. But I'm preaching on getting out of Babylon. Leave Babylon behind. Leaving Babylon. There's two things we'll see. First thing we'll see. In these verses, number one, leaving Babylon, we see the certainties of leaving Babylon. The certainties of leaving Babylon. In these certainties, let me notice, first of all, furnished certainties. There are some furnished certainties here uh, in verse number one. Furnished certainties. You say, Brother Jacob, what is it? He says, these are now the chief of their fathers, and this is the genealogy of them, look at it, that went up with me from Babylon. This is not a hand-selected list. He said, no, Brother Jacob, Ezra chose who went with him here. Mr. Donna, that's not what it says. These are people who are willing to leave Babylon. Say, well, Brother Jacob, I'm going to leave in the the mires of sin. I'm going to live in spiritual Egypt. I'm going to live in spiritual Babylon because I've not been the hand-selected one. You don't have to be hand-selected. Anybody can leave Babylon. You just got to want to. It's not a hand-selected list. This is a they-were-willing list. You know, some people say, I, I'm going to get in trouble here. But there's some people who will never make anything of their lives. They say, well, I just can't. I've been shortchanged. If you have that attitude, you're right. You won't ever do anything. Amen. Amen. Well, I can't walk with God. I can't do anything mighty for the Lord. I can't serve God. With that attitude, you won't. Amen. It wasn't a hand-selected list. They were willing. This was a they were willing list. You've got to be willing. That's a furnished reality. It's right there in the, in the in verse number one that went up. It didn't say Ezra hand-selected them. It's just recording who went. You can leave Babylon. You just got to want to. And you say, Brother Jacob, uh, uh, you, you're pretty passionate about it. Well, I can say this from this perspective. I can say this from a family perspective. I can say it from a world perspective. I've been preaching for a long time on people to get get out of Babylon and get Babylon out of them, but they will not listen. You say, Brother Jacob, is your preaching not working? No, it's not my preaching that's not working. It's people's ears aren't working, and they're not willing to hear the Word of God and get out of Babylon. Uh, no Christian has ever said... I'm going to say this. No Christian ever said, I'm living in the hog pen and I love it. Right. Come on, a lost person can say that. Right. But a Christian is in hog pen. They hate it. Right. They hate it. If you're a child of God and you're living in the pig pen, you're living in Babylon and you love it, I would check up and see if God is really your God. Amen. If He is really your master. I was thinking about this yesterday driving home. 
from Mississippi, and I was thinking about that. I don't know why this thought came to my mind. I, Mr. Jones, I was trying to go over Sunday night's message, not Sunday morning's message as I was driving, and, but I thought about something for, for, Sunday, for Sunday morning in the midst of thinking about Sunday night's sermon. Uh, but the truth of the matter is a child of God can be one of two things. One of two things. Y'all ready? Just one of, just, Brother Bill, just two things. That's it. One of two things. Uh, a child of God can either be obedient or they can be a hypocrite. You can either follow God or you can be a hypocrite. You can either obey the scriptures or you can be a hypocrite. You can follow the Lord or you can be a hypocrite. There's not two options or there's not more than two options. It's obey or be a hypocrite. Amen. I'm telling you, get out. You say, Brother Jacob, I like my life pretty good. Your life stinks compared to the life a child of God is living. They're living in the promised land, and there's some people back there in Babylon that, Miss Ginger, they did not have to be there. They'd been set free. That's one thing that blows my mind. I've dealt with it in the family. I've dealt with it in the church to a degree. I've dealt with it in the world with different people. And I'm trying to tell people, the life you're living, it ain't worth it. It ain't working. Get out of that life. But they won't listen. you got to be willing. I had a man uh, sit with me one time, uh, years ago now, and he was beginning to open his, uh, pour his heart out to me. And he said, uh, I said, I'm in a bad way, preacher. I said, well, t- tell me about it. He said, uh, he said, well, preacher, he said, I said, I got another woman. And he said, my wife found out. And he was crying. He was, I mean, he was, he was under such trepidation, Brother Brand. He was sweating. I mean, I mean, I've never seen somebody sweat like that other than in the gym before. But I mean, he was sweating. And, and uh, we just got talking. I was just trying to give him the scriptures and trying to encourage him and trying to counsel him. He, and I said, uh, I just had to flat out. Do you love your wife or you love that side chick more? I know I said that pretty plain, but that's all right. I don't know. I said, "Well, my kids are hungry, and I'm going home." That's right. I need help. Are you willing to leave her? Are you willing to get right? I'm not sure. We quit wasting my time. Have you come? I love some discipleship. I'd love some counseling. I'd love to learn some more things about the Bible. And I say, I would love, to, I would love, if you want to know something, I would love to teach you. I would love to take the Word of God. I would love to give you some of my free time. Take time for my family to minister to you. But I'm going to do it after you come to church first. Yes. You're not willing to come here. I ain't willing to go out there. Somebody say, Amen. Hallelujah. Minister to me, preacher. I'll minister. I'll, you get a double dose, but you got to get the first dose first. That's right. Amen. I don't know where that came from, but it felt good. Furnish certainties. Everybody could have left Babylon. It's not everybody who's willing to. Everybody could have left Babylon. Can I say this? Everybody still can leave Babylon. You say, I, I, Brother Jacob, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the muck and mire of sin. I, I'm caught in the devil's web. I've been set free, but I've entangled myself again with the bondage of sin. You can get out. You just got to want to. That's right. Amen. Everybody could have left Babylon. Let me say this. Everybody did not leave Babylon. There will be people who are lost and they'll die in Babylon. And there are people saved who will die in Babylon. It's not because God couldn't get them out of Babylon as they didn't want to get out of Babylon. Y'all believe God can save anybody? Do you believe God can deliver anybody? Do you believe God can let anybody live in the promised land? And live? I believe that with all my heart, sister Ginger. God can save, deliver, sanctify anybody. But he doesn't do it, does, does, does none of those things for people who refuse his offer. God does not force people to be saved. He does not force them to be sanctified. He does not force them to get out of Egypt. He does not force them to get out of Babylon. But if you want to get out of Babylon, you can get out. But just know not everybody gets out. Not everybody wants to leave Babylon. Furnish certainties. Number two, we see practical certainties. Practical certainties. Kind of got to... Just, it's not really reading in between the line. I'm going to say something really obvious and well, well, duh. But the well, well, duh truths are still good. Practical certainties. If you do not leave Babylon, guess what? You'll still be in Babylon. It's like if your marriage is in shambles and you don't do anything about it, guess what? Your marriage is still going to be in shambles. If you are a financial wreck and you don't do anything to right that ship, you will still be in financial hardship. 
I, listen, some people have this problem. I don't have this problem. I accept reality. I, I'm, I'm a big individual. But if you think you're fat and you don't do anything about it, you're going to stay that way. I'm okay with it, personally. <laughs> Y'all all right? Brother Ed, if you, don't leave, if you don't leave Babylon, you'll stay in Babylon. If, you, if you're poor and you don't go to work, you're going to stay poor. If you're fat and you don't uh, eat right and go to the gym, you're going to stay fat. I don't know. I go to the gym, but I don't eat right. I'm okay with staying fat. Y'all all right? I go to the gym so I don't get fatter. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I maintain my fatness. All right. If you, if you don't leave Babylon, you'll stay in Babylon. If you're poor, you'll stay. If you don't go to work, you're going to stay poor. If you're fat and you don't do anything, you're going to stay fat. If you are lost and you don't get saved, you're going to stay lost. If you are, if you are ostracized yourself from God and you drifted far from the shore and you don't come back home, you will stay far from God. If you don't leave Babylon, you'll be there. But I'm going to say this practical truth. Some of y'all look at me like I'm crazy. I'm passionate, I might be a little crazy. Amen. Passionate. But here's a practical certainty. If you'll leave Babylon, you'll learn that it's absolutely worth it. I promise you, the life living for God is way better than the life the life of buying illegal substances. It's better than the life of sleeping off something that was so good, but it's killing you the next day. Uh, I, I guarantee you the life you can live serving God and walking with God is a lot better than the life that comes with the diseases from promiscuity. Y'all with me? Y'all hear me this morning? It's worth it to follow God. I thought I was living a good life in the world. And even though I, I, was, uh, I was just a young person, I was flirting with the world and experimenting with the world and uh, being attracted to the world. But I promise you, uh, when God got my attention and I got on the right path, uh, the life I'm, uh, the life of the Lord is uh, the things that God's letting me experience on this path far outweigh the things that I left on that path. It's absolutely worth it. There's a song, you probably know the song, but it says it's been worth every mile of the trip. It's been worth every valley, worth every trial. It'll be worth it all when we see his face. And I say, man, that's practical certainty. If you leave Babylon, it will absolutely be worth it. Y'all with me? If you don't leave Babylon, you'll be in Babylon. If you leave Babylon, it'll be absolutely worth it. And there are people today... Unfortunately, they're just okay with living in a perpetual state of spiritual confusion. Uh, it's not okay. But if you learn to leave, you'll realize it's absolutely worth living that state of perpetual confusion. Those are the certainties of leaving Babylon. But can I present to you now, and lastly, the possibilities of leaving Babylon. The possibilities of leaving Babylon. Look with me, if you will, in verse 2. Y'all, y'all breathe a sigh of relief. I'm not going to read all these verses again. I just got to read verse 2 because it stands alone. Of the sons of Phineas, Gershom. Of the sons of Ithamar, Daniel. Of the sons of David, Hattush. Three families, three uh, lineages, but Mr. Andrew, only three names. Gershom, Daniel, and Hattush. Three names. You see what I mean, brother? This is the list of people who left uh, Babylon with Ezra. And out of three families, only three men went. Y'all see that? Of the sons of Phineas, who, who is it? Gershom. Of the sons of Ithamar, Daniel, of the sons of David, Hattush. Three families, three lineages, Mr. Andrew, only one man of each family went. You say, well, Brother Jacob, only one could go. That's not what it says. That's not what the Bible teaches. We're going to find a bunch of names and then plus 150, plus 300, plus 200, plus 128, plus 60, plus 70. But what do we see here in verse 2, Brother Jacob? What's the truth? What's the possibility of, of leaving Babylon? Possibility number one, it may be an individual act. If you leave Babylon, you may have to do it by yourself. You may have to leave Babylon alone. 
You may have went into Babylon with two, but you may come out of Babylon with one. You may have been like Ruth, who went down to Moab with four, but came back with one and two spare ba- uh, two spare tires, amen, or one spare tire, uh, amen. Uh, you may go out. You may go into Babylon full, but you may come out of Babylon empty. Y'all hearing me this morning? Uh, you, you say, "Brother Jacob, I'm not following you." Well, what if they don't want to go for God? What if they don't want to get out of Babylon? What What do I do if my spouse won't get on board? I feel like preaching now. What if they don't want to walk with God with me? What you do is you love them. You be the best Christian you can be, but you don't let them prevent you from walking with God and loving God and serving God. Are y'all hearing me this morning? They don't like me to read the Bible. You read on. They don't like me to pray. You pray on. They don't like me going to church. You go on. Somebody help me uh, this morning. Uh, it may be an individual act. One preacher said many years ago, Brother Tony Hudson, he said, if you don't learn to learn to walk alone, you won't walk for long. Amen. I want people to walk with me. I'm glad I got a wife by my side walking with the Lord, but I'm not walking for her. I want my boys to follow after me, but I ain't walking for them. I'm walking for God because it's the right way. Whether it's a popular way. I'm going that way. It may be an individual act this morning. Here we find the record of sons. Y'all see that? Of the sons. Of the sons. Of the sons. It keeps listing these sons, but then it only mentioned one son. Sons, one son. Sons, one son. Sons, one son. You say, Brother Jacob, that's just a pattern. No, read the rest of the verses. Plus 150, plus 200, plus 300, plus 60, plus 70, plus 128. These men of their families, of their lineages, Brother Georgie was just one. Just one. Uh, We find the record of sons. Three men are listed as Ezra's companions, but each of them... Each of the names on this son's list contain a single name. You say, Brother Jake, what, what are you pointing out about that? Y- y- look, I'm not real smart, but y'all look, just quick, look, look at verse 2 with me. Of the sons of Phineas. All right. Does Phineas have one son or more than one son? He's got more than one son. All right. Of the sons of Ithamar. Okay, does Ithamar have one son or does he have more than one son? He's got more than one son. Of the sons of David, does he have one son or more than one son? He's got more than one son. You say, Brother Jacob, what are you saying? Here's the truth this morning, this individual act. These three men, uh, 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 Gershom and Daniel and Hattush, the truth is they had brothers. But their brothers did not leave Babylon with them. There is something said in, in, in the... In a, a military capacity, and this is this idea is taken in uh, the Christian world as well. But the idea is no brother left behind, no body left behind. Listen to me. I don't believe you leave a casualty on the field that can be saved. Y'all, somebody say amen for that. Thank God for the people uh, serving in the armed forces of the United States. Amen. Protecting our freedom. Hallelujah. But in the Christian world, you ought to love and nurture and help your brothers and sisters in Christ. But if they choose the world and they won't leave, you cannot stay there and die with them. Uh, some people have that mentality of a, of a Japanese warrior. Well, we're going to die here, so I might as well, I think it's called seppuku, I think is what they call it. And what they would do is they would take out the itty-bitty samurai sword, Brother Will, and they would impale themselves and die valiantly serving in defeat. Can I tell you, don't live that life. If they, they may die in defeat, but you don't have to die in defeat. You can die, you can live in victory, but you may have to leave some people behind. I'm going, y'all better come, but if they say, no, we like it here, you got to go for the glory of God. It's why I'm not going unless my brother goes. Listen, your brother may lead you to hell. Your sister may lead you to hell. Your friend may leave you to hell. Amen. I ain't letting nobody take me to hell. I'm saved. May I tell you this? People want you to live in spiritual poverty, spiritual Egypt, spiritual Babylon. And you say, well, they got my best interest. My, they're, they're my people. They're my folks. And I mean, we're, we've always been there for each other. But if they're leading you down the wrong way, maybe y'all need to quit walking the same direction. Oh, that's right. That's right. Leave Babylon. I know it's hard. It's tough preaching, but it's right preaching. Amen. Amen. And there are people I used to walk with I can't walk with anymore. They're like strangers to me now. You say, why? Because number one, I'm serving one God. They're serving another. 
And they're, go, they're living a life that I'm not living and I'm living a life they're not living and we're going different directions. I'm headed to heaven and they're heading to hell. And I want them to go to heaven. I want them to live the fulfilled Christian life. But I, Brother George, I can't go that way. I cannot die with them Amen. in Babylon. His brothers did not leave Babylon. You should want them to go, but you cannot let them keep you from going. Amen. It's true of brothers... It's true of brothers as in friends. It's true in households. It's true uh, in, the, in the Christian world. You know what I mean, brother? And that's Brother Bill and Brother George and Brother Will and Brother Thomas. And we, brothers and sisters in Christ. I think we should still call each other brothers. His name is Bill, but he is Brother Bill. It doesn't matter if I'm here or out there. He's Brother Bill. You got a, Brother Bill got a cooler yesterday with some deer meat in it. And it didn't say Bill. It didn't say Eaton. It said Brother Bill. Somebody say amen for that. Brother and sister. That's, if, you, if you're saved and I'm saved, we're brother and sister. Somebody say amen. About the one time a year I got to preach on that. We called each other brother and sister at the church house uh, and talking to God's people. Somebody say amen right there. Amen. But there are times that brothers and sisters, they'll deviate from the past. They'll deviate from the past. Not saying they let to go to a different church, but they've been walking with God and they say, you know what, I'm just burnt out. I'm tired of it. They'll go the wrong way. Don't follow them in their bad decisions. You keep following God and make right decisions for the glory of God. You'll stumble and fall along the way, but at least when you stumble and fall, you'll be in God's presence and in God's good graces, not down in Babylon, far from God. They had brothers, but their brothers didn't leave with them. You got people, they may not go with you. You got a family, they may not go with you. I want, I want you to go, I want you to follow me, but if you don't go and leave Babylon, I'm, going, I'm leaving anyway. You may not want to walk with God, but I'm walking with God. I want my wife to come. I want my boys to come. But it's just Chris. It don't matter if they come or not. I'm walking with God. I got to. I got to. He said, brother, take up my, 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 my spouse. It means everything to me. My best friend means everything to me. My family means everything. My children mean everything to me. Listen, I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my friends. But they don't mean as much to me as God does. And you say, that's not right, brother Jacob. Macy is my love. My boys are my next loves, but they weren't my first love. He's my first love. So a, you say, well, I, 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 don't, I don't see it that way. You need to fall in love with God again is what you need to do. Amen. To me, He is so wonderful, and I love Him. Amen. Amen. Y'all thought I was going to sing there for a second. Psych. Uh, the possibilities of leaving Babylon. It may be an individual act. An individual act. But let me say this. This is also possible. It's not always, it's not certain by any means, but it may, leaving Babylon, it may be a mass undertaking. So what do you mean, Brother Jacob? Some people, you may make the decision to go for God and others may also make the decision to go for God. But Brother Bill, I, the decision to leave Babylon can't be based on, well, I'm going to be the only one. And it can't be, keep you back, saying, I'm the only one. Well, they're going for God, I don't want to go. I know we don't have anybody under that persuasion this morning, but there are some people who think, well, i got to have my own path, my own way, and I can't just copy anybody else. And if I live like the preacher, I'll be like the preacher. And if I live like brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, I'll be like them. i got to be my own person. I'm an individual. I'm an in- I-, I can be whatever I want to be. You know what you ought to want to be as a Christian? Amen. i got to have my own way. i got to make my, blaze my own trail. Listen to me. That will lead you a lot of bad places. What you need to do is follow God. It may be the, it may not be the most popular path, but I can tell you there's, there, there have been many before you and there'll be many after you that follow God. Yes, Amen. Right. And you say, what do you mean, Brother Jacob? That, that verse 2, we find three families, three lineages, and only three men went. Right. Just, just three. Three families, three lineages, and just three went. But guess what? They went on. But in this next phase, in verses 3 through 14, we find lineages, families. We find one head of the household and then, oh yeah, 150. Oh yeah, 300. Oh yeah, 200. Oh yeah, 128. And he said, what do you mean, Brother Jacob? Some people have this mentality, i got to go my own way, do my own thing. I can't follow the pact. You know, I said a moment ago, Christians, a, a child of God's one of two things. They are either obedient or they're hypocrites. Can I, can I modify that just quickly? Uh, there's two things a child of God can be. So I'm a leader. No, no, no. There's only two things that a child of God can be. You can either be a rebel or you can be a follower. Amen. That's right. Follower. So who am I following? Jesus. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, if I go the same way, it's like I'm following them. It's okay as long as they're following Jesus. 
Paul said in Philippians chapter number 3, follow me as I am an example of truth. And it's an example of truth. Follow me. I'm doing the right thing. I'm following Christ. So you just jump in behind me. We'll go together for God. Now listen, the first part, don't let anybody keep you there, but others going, don't let it prevent you from going there. Maybe a mass undertaking. Of the sons of uh, Shechaniah and also of Pharaoh's. Now this first man, his name was Zechariah. Now, we find his grandfather's name and his father's name. So that is a double lineage of two different people. Uh, the father and then one of his sons and then this son. His name was Zechariah. Oh, yeah, and 150. Y'all see that in verse 3? Um, uh, the male, uh, the male's 150. His, grand, his grandfather's name, then his father's name, and then his name. He said, Brother Jacob, what are you saying? This Zechariah, who was not the prophet, not the prophet, not the prophet. And this Zechariah was representing more than one name. I want, can I pause, preach here for a second? You, whatever your name is, you pick your, what, you know your name, and I ain't got to say your name, but I, Jacob, I'm not just representing Jacob today. I don't just represent Jacob on Monday. I don't just represent Jacob on Tuesday. I don't just represent Jacob on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. It don't matter if I'm at the church house or at the workhouse or at the Walmart or the Kroger's. I'm not representing me. I'm representing more than just me. Can I say this morning, you represent more than just you. You represent more than just you. He's representing more than one name. Zechariah had more than one person to bring honor to and to make proud. Uh, if, if, if I make poor, poor choices, it's a bad reflection on my wife. If I make uh, poor de- uh, decisions, it's a bad, poor reflection on my children. If I make poor decisions, it's a bad reflection on the church. If I make bad decisions, poor reflection on my parents. If I make poor decisions, it's bad on my family. Most importantly, if I make bad decisions, it's a bad reflection on God. Amen. 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 He had more than, not just his grandpa's name and his daddy's name and his name. He had more than one name to live up to. You've heard the expression before that uh, maybe your parents said it to you a time or two in life. But the truth of the matter is this. As they say, well, uh, remember who you are. or uh, Don't forget your name. What you're they're saying is make our family name proud. Don't tarnish our good family name. Can I tell you this man here, he had a whole lot to work for, a whole lot to uh, make proud, a whole lot to make uh, uh, honor, uh, uh, to bring honor to. Zachariah's listed ancestors, his father and his grandfather, in no particular order, they may have already been dead. That's a great big possibility. They were probably already dead. And perhaps he had a family of his own. It's very likely that he did. And if these highly likely things are true, his decision to leave Babylon worked on two planes. The physical and the spiritual. Can I just preach on that just for a quick second? If you make a decision to leave Babylon to walk for God and to get out of Egypt and to get out of the world and walk with God and be sanctified and live a spirit-filled life, if you'll make that decision, it will have implications this way. It honors God. It glorifies God. But if you make the decision to leave Babylon, though not everybody will leave Babylon. If you make the decision to be leave Babylon, it'll be a light to your spouse. It'll be a light to your children. It'll be a light in your workplace. It'll be a witness in your neighborhood. It'll be a witness in, in Walmart. It'll be a witness in Christ. Are y'all hearing me this morning? And uh, the, if you, if, if, Brother Thomas, there's implications here. God is honored. God is pleased. We're making God proud. We're the we're being joy, not rottenness. To His bones, thank God. Uh, but if we'll if we'll make the decision to leave Babylon, there'll be effects this way. He affects this way. He said, why, Brother Jacob? The number one, people around this, not the thing that matters. We're doing it for God. But Brother brother Ed, I I don't want to say that it doesn't matter, but we want to be an influence to people around us. You keep me saying, well, they're not walking with God. They're back there in Babylon. They may be in Babylon that they can still see you in Jerusalem. They're in confusion and you're in, in peace. They see what's going on and you just keep walking for God in peace while they can stay there stupid down and uh, confused. And you keep walking for God and before long they'll want what you want. Amen. Before long they'll want what you want. Y'all all right? Amen. Physical and spiritual. Y'all see the decision to leave Babylon has got physical ramifications. But it's got spiritual ramifications as well. Verse 4, I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to give the list of the sons of... I better read the verse because my, my, my typing don't have the pronunciations, but my, my text in my Bible does have the pronunciations. Of the sons of Pahath Moab, and this man's name was Elihoenai, the son of Zerhiah. 
and with him 200 males. Verse 4 just tells us of one man, the son of Zariah, plus 200. The first three, they just had three. The next one, it was him plus 150. This next one, it was him plus 200. What about verse 5? Of the sons of Shechaniah, the son of Jehaziel, and with them 300 males. Now I want you to notice something about this one uh, here. It was him plus 300, but his grandfather evidently had the same uh, name as Zechariah's grandfather uh, back in verse number 3. And this man here in verse number 5, his name is not even mentioned. Look at verse 5. Of the sons of Shechaniah, the son of Jehaziel, and with him 300 males. It doesn't even mention his name. Brother Ed, it doesn't, it doesn't mention his name. He's simply called the son of Jehaziel. He's called his daddy's son. I called Brother Ed and asked him about this last week. If Brother Ed was listed in this list, he, he would have been referred to as of the sons of Dixie, the son of Edward. If I was in this list, I would be of the sons of Wesley, uh, uh, the son of Brian. But you, you don't know, you didn't hear Brother Ed's name, you didn't hear my name, but we're listed just the same. You said, Brother Jacob, what are you talking about? This man's name's not even mentioned. It's not even mentioned, Sister Ginger. It's not mentioned. You say, what's the picture, Brother Jacob? The only title he needed was his father's son. Say that again. Some of y'all aren't picking up what I'm putting down. They don't even know our names, but if they know we are the sons and the daughters of the Most High God, y'all ain't hearing me, the only motivation he needed to get out of Babylon was his daddy's good name. The only, re- the only motivation you need to get out of sinful, a confusing, comfortable Babylon is not they know your name, but they know your father's name. The only motivation you need is you need to make your, not your earthly father proud or your mama proud, you need to make your heavenly father proud and get out of Babylon. As fast as you can. The only motivation he needed was the was the name that consumed his reality. It still happens periodically to me and my youngest brother. And my brother, my older brother, he he lives off, so uh, he doesn't get this. But me and my brother, we still live around the area where our parents raised us, and, and it has happened before. Uh, they'll want they'll come up to me or my youngest brother, and they'll say, "Are you are you Brian's son?" Well, yes, we are, and they know us. And Sister Ginger, uh, uh, more importantly, the people saying, "Man, you're Brian Beatty's kid." Yeah, I am Brian Beatty's kid, uh, but. Uh, Sister Callie, I don't want them just to know me as Brian Beatty's kid or, or Macy's husband or Tanner, Cason, and Jack's daddy. I want them to say, you're, you're God's son. Uh, you're one of those that's walking with him. Uh, you're one of those that's looking like him. Uh, man, what the family resemblance comes through thick with that one. Amen. Uh, they may know me physically as Brian's son, but I want them to see me spiritually as God's son. Hallelujah. Uh, you say, Brother Jacob, he's the son of God. Uh, he's the son of God, but we get to be the sons and daughters of God. The son of God, but became the son of man so the sons of men could become the sons of God and I want to make good on that opportunity amen a goofy commercial the other day with a football player and a little Caesars commercial and uh, little boy said man I wish I was that football player and uh, that, the football players, man, I wish I was eating Little Caesars. And for long, they swapped places. And the little boys at the NFL press conference, and uh, that professional football player was eating a piece of Little Caesars. Praise God. If I was worth as much money as he was, I'd be ordering all the Papa John's I could. Amen. But I don't make that money, so I'd be eating the Little Caesars with you. Amen. But the truth of the matter is, is he said they, they were switching places. Now, uh, that pro football was player was calling that boy's daddy father. And listen to me. I, I don't want to switch places. I don't want to switch earthly daddies with anybody. But listen, more importantly, how good your earthly dad is or isn't. You've got a heavenly father who's watching out for you and guiding for you and loving you and sending his son to die for you. You ought to make your daddy proud. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, remembering and having our identities lost, our heavenly father's name should lead us and keep us out of Babylon. They may never know my name. They may never know my name, uh, but as long as they know that I'm one of his, that's all that matters. I'm leaving Babylon. I want a little bit of recognition. Look how good I'm doing walking at Babylon. It don't matter if they see you at all. What matters is they see him. There's a man I've met in the past couple of years. 
Uh, he's a Methodist preacher, and I don't even know his last name. I don't know his last name. I talk to him and his wife several times a week. I don't know his last name. I don't even know his doctrine. I don't know all he believes. But I will tell you this. He is a child of the Most High God. It doesn't matter if I know his last name. It doesn't matter if I know where he lives. I don't know if it matters if I know his story or his church's name. Uh, Miss Donna, I know that Joe is a child of the Most High God. More important than Joe or whatever his last name is. Uh, he is the child of the Most High God. That's what we should see in each other. Not Brian's kid, but I want to be God's kid. See me as God's kid. They should see you as God's child. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Verse 6 of the son of Aden. His son's name was uh, Ebed, the son of Jonathan. The Bible tells us with plus 50. Uh, and verse 7 tells us of the sons of Elam. And his name was Josiah, the son of Athaliah, plus 70 more. Uh, of, uh, verse 8 tells us of the sons of uh, Shepatiah, and uh, his son's name was uh, Zabadiah, the son of Michael, plus 80 more. Uh, verse 9 tells us of the sons of Joab, and his son's name was Obadiah, the son of Jehiel, plus 218. I think I wrote that right. Let me check real quick. Make sure I type that right. Verse 9. Yeah, 218, I did write that right. I was making sure I didn't have it backwards. Verse 10 tells us of the sons of Shilomith. Amen. That's why the pronunciations in my Bible are so important. His son's name was Josiah. And with him, the Bible tells us there was 160 more. He and this man here, in verse, he and the man in verse 5, both were only referred to as their father's sons. Now, see verse 5. Verse 5, look at it. The son of Jehaziel. We don't know his name. We don't know his name. We know his grandpa's name. We know his daddy's name. Verse 10. We know his, we know his, 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 uh, his daddy's name. We know his grandpa's name, but we don't know his name. We know that there was 103 score with him. There's 160 more with him. You say, Brother Jacob, what, what are you saying? Two people. Two people. They, their names aren't given. They're just called their daddy's children, their father's children, their father's son. You say, Brother Jacob, what's, what's, what's the lesson on that? You may be leaving Babylon. You may be going through. There may be growing pains. There may be struggles along the way. The, tra- the trip may be hard to live, to leave confusion and get to peace. It may be hard. And you say, well, I'm the only one. Listen to me. Listen to me. You're not the only one. There are people, verse 5 and verse 10, there's people that are going through the same thing you're going through. There's people doing the same thing you're doing. And there's people working towards the same things that you're working towards. You say, Brother Jacob, it's just not fair. There's somebody else facing the same thing you are today. There's somebody else with physical ailments. There's, some, there's other people today with family problems. There's people today with marriage struggles. There's people today with wayward children. There's people today with financial struggles. Are y'all hearing me this morning? There's somebody going through exactly what you're going through. You're not the only one. Don't let that deter you. Don't let that distract you. Don't let that depress you because somebody else is in the same boat you are. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you keep walking towards God and walk away from the world and you take one step in front of the other and you go on for the glory of God. It don't matter if people go with you. It don't matter if a bunch go with you. You just keep walking towards God because what doesn't matter is who's in Babylon. It doesn't matter who's walking with you. It matters where you're going and that's towards God. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 11 tells us of the sons of uh, B. Bai. And his son's name was Zechariah. Man, this is deep. Bebeah's son is Zechariah, the son of Bebeah. But Brian's son is Jacob, the son of Brian. Amen. I mean, pretty deep right there. But we just find he, he's the son of Bebeah. And then it tells us plus 128. And verse 12 tells us of the son of Asgab. And his son's name was Johanan, the son of Hecatan. And it tells us of another 110 that went. And here in verse 13, it tells us of the last sons of Adoniakim. Y'all see that in verse 13? And of the last sons. Sons of Adoniakim. Let me pause for a second. He said, Oh, it just says last because they're the last on the list. Uh uh-uh. uh. Verse 14 is the last names on the list. Verse 13 is talking about something different. Of, of the last sons of Adoniakim, whose names are these E Live El Let and G. J E or J E I L and Shem I and with them three score males. So you got three men 
who are called the last sons of Adonikim, and plus 60 that went with them. You say, Brother Jacob, what's the big deal? They're not the last names on the list, but they're called, Sister Ginger, they're called the last. Some suppose that that word suggests negativity. I do not believe this is the case. Because say, Why would it be negative, Brother Jacob? Some people think that, well, they were the last to sign up. They were the last to volunteer. I don't think that's the case. You say, well, because uh, they would have been last on the list. They're not last, they're second to last. So what, what are the last? What is the last? I don't believe it's true that this is a negative thing, that these three sons plus 60 more, the last sons of Adoniakim, are going to, are going to Jerusalem. They're leaving Babylon. You say, Brother Jacob, why is that not true? It's not justifying thinking to think it's negative because Ezra chapter 2 verse 13 tells us that many, many of Adoniakim's kids went to Jerusalem. There's already 660 plus of his descendants in Jerusalem. And then three more plus 60. He said, Brother Jake, what's the last about? His whole family got out of Babylon, Brother Bill. His whole family left captivity. His whole family went, left confusion and went to peace. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? You say, Brother Jake, if I leave Babylon, I may go alone. Yeah, you may leave Babylon and the whole rest of your family may follow you. You say, Brother Jake, if I walk for God, I may walk alone. Yeah, or your whole family could follow you into walking into the glorious light of God. Brother Jake, if I walk, if I live sanctified and quit drinking and quit smoking and quit doping, if I quit doing all that, I might do it alone. But yeah, they may follow you and quit. They may follow you and quit. They started with one wave and then another wave. And then the last of the sons, they got up and they followed the rest of them and left Babylon behind. Amen. Am I do it by myself? Yeah, but you may do it and they may follow you. And get into the glorious, marvelous light of God. The whole family left Babylon. They all came even though they did not all come at the same time. Somebody may not be going as fast as you are spiritually speaking. But as long as they're going, you just keep praying for them, they'll get there. Amen. Amen. They'll get out of the world and the world will get out of them. You just keep praying. Let God do His work. If the Spirit of God lives them, listen, the Spirit of God can do a whole lot better job of straightening them up, cleaning them up than you can anyway. Amen. I can preach time blue in the face, but the Holy Ghost can do a whole lot better job with just a single touch or single word than I can in a hundred lifetimes of messages. If they're His, He'll get a hold of them. They'll get it sick of Babylon. They'll leave Babylon. They may not be, they may not be going as fast, but they'll get out of there. It'll get out of them. Some may die there, but hey, you go, some may follow you. They all left Babylon. They didn't leave at the same time. What, can I say this? I just wrote this. What a familial achievement. More important, say, all three, all, all five of my sons got drafted to play professional sports. Yippee. All of my children, they won a, a, a renowned awards, got Grammys and Emmys, and I don't know the rest of the SPs. I don't even know what all they call. I don't watch none of them, praise God. Uh, yippee! Well, my 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 kid won American Idolatry. My this one won The Voice, and this one I don't even know all the names of the show, but they won all these fancy awards and these games. I mean, they, look at they're so good. Yippee! Don't matter. This one went to Harvard, and this one went to Yale, and this one went to Princeton, and this one went to Tech, and this one went to Georgia. Praise God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they all went to all these Ivy League schools and nice places and tech schools. Yippee. It doesn't matter. I'm not against college. I'm not against higher education. But what I'm saying is we put these material things, we put these achievement things, these renowned things, these popularity things that are more important than God. Listen, I've said this many times. I want my boys to be smart, and they are smart. Thank God for it. And uh, they're getting smarter every day. But Brother Thomas, I'd rather them be dumber than a box of rocks and know God, but have the highest intellect in the world and not know God. You say, Brother Jacob, what do you mean? Some of y'all want your kids to be real smart in the schoolhouse and you want them to know Jesus loves me. This I know. And Mary had a little lamb. That lamb was Jesus. You want them to know that, but you want them to be spiritual, uh, illiterate. You don't want them to know anything. You want them to know the world's thing, but you don't want them to know God's things. We got it backwards. I want them out of Babylon. I want them to know God and the power of His resurrection and the fullness of His glory. Are y'all? We got. We want them all to go. Amen. What a familial achievement. I got to quit. Lastly, we come into the finish line, verse fourteen, of the sons, also of 
Big Vayah, Uthai, and Zabud, and with them 70 males. Uthai and Zabud, plus 70. There you go. Two brothers, one father, one lineage, two brothers went. The first brothers, they had to leave their brothers behind. Ms. Donna, these brothers got to take their brothers with them. You go for God. You might do it alone, but you might get to take your brother with you. You might get to take that loved one with you. You might get to take that spouse with you. You might get to take them kids with you. Y'all with me? You might be joining the number leaving Babylon, but you better join the number leaving Babylon. But Jacob, I've always done my own thing, blazed my own trail. Get over yourself. Yes, sir. Come on. I got to be independent. Got to do my own thing. Can't be like anybody else. You're not that individual. There's nothing new under the sun. There's somebody in the world. That science says that there's somebody in the world that looks exactly like you. You're, you're not one of a kind. Sorry. Sorry for the world. There's two Jacobs out there. All right. Uh, I can't be like anybody else. I don't want you to be like anybody else. I want you to be like God. I want you to leave Babylon. They followed Ezra and they got out. I was just, I'm joining the number. I just, you know, like it's a negative thing. You better join the number. You better be going that way. That's why he sung the song. You better be going that way. You may say, I like doing things my own way. I say, you better do it God's way. Amen. You may say, I like living my life. I say, you better live God's way. Yes. Miss Macy's going to come and they close in one statement. I've said all that I need to say. I don't think I need to say anything else. You may have to do it by yourself. You may do and others come with you. Praise God for it. You just go on. Everybody can leave. Not everybody will leave. If you don't leave, you're stuck there. You're staying there. But you can get out. You've got to be willing. Young Club, here's the statement. Miss Macy's going to play. We're going to stand our feet. Here's the statement. Don't miss it. If you're in Babylon... You're living in confusion when you could be living in peace. That's what the song says. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what peace. You could be living in peace and you're living in confusion. Do yourself a favor and just leave Babylon. Just leave Babylon. Some are coming. Would you come? Miss Macy's going to play. Let's stand to our feet this morning.